Welcome to Game of Stones, everybody. I am Sean Graham. Scott, back in person, as always. Hello, Scott. Sean, hello. Good good, to see you. It's good to be here. Yes, uh, always good to be here. I'm a little under the weather tonight. What? Uh, I'm not feeling the greatest, so if I sound a little strange, I apologize, but it may help those of you who we've heard have trouble distinguishing our two voices. Uh, It might help in that regard. Uh Uh-oh. Sean, this is trouble. I... I probably should have just stayed at, at my home studio, right? Probably, but but uh, ta- sitting across from you, uh, talking in the same direction, uh, like at at me, it's going right at you. Yeah, it's oh boy, this is really great. Yeah, but you know, I'm, we have a we're, we're curling later tonight. We have the lake game, and I'm going to yeah. try and power through that and uh, see how I feel tomorrow. Uh, We'll see. You're right. real. Tr- you're a real trooper, but you know. And, and tomorrow I, I teach. I teach Tuesday nights down uh, at Carleton University, and uh, you know, got to do it for the kids. So yeah, yeah, really fight through. Got to <laughs> be there for the kids. Uh, so we're here to talk about uh, another Grand Slam. Uh, feels like we just had one because we did just have one. Uh, the Canadian Beef Masters ended just last Sunday, about so eight days from as we record this on Monday night. And now tomorrow night on Tuesday, we have another Grand Slam up in Thunder Bay, Ontario, the Tour, Tour Challenge. Challenge. So this is a different one in some respects. It's the exact same as the Masters in that there's 15 teams in three pools and eight of those teams will make the playoffs. So that's the exact same. But we have a Tier 2 event. Yes, here. we have another 15 uh, teams Eight of which will make the playoffs, but in the in the tier two event. So. Right. So I think the real question that a lot of fans would have is in looking at the Masters, or excuse me, in the Tour Challenge event, you say, "Oh, there's a tier one and there's a tier two. Why? Like, why, like, why are we inviting these extra fifteen teams? Because they don't get TV time. No, but they get the opportunity uh, to be exposed to arena ice." Uh, arena ice environment the winners of the tier two challenge will get invited to a main uh, slam later in the season and i believe last year <coughs> excuse me they were invited to the humpty's uh, champions cup okay so uh, that could be the way again and so it's just a way to get more teams a little little bit of experience playing on the arena conditions before getting into playdowns and whatnot so eh, why not right why not? Why not? I guess, yeah, let's just go for it and uh, be in there with that. So the event here of the uh, Tier 1 and Tier 2, we're going to focus primarily here on the Tier 1 events for our preview. We'll talk a little bit about who's there in the Tier 2 event, but what we're going to do is a little different in terms of the way we normally preview events. We've gone through the field of 15 men's teams, 15 women's teams in the Tier 1 draw, and we have come up with a reason why each of these teams will win the event. So we will go through each pool, sort of as we normally do, but we're going to give each reason for a team to win the event. So let's start, Scott, with the women's side here, because you have done all the research for the women's side, looked into each of these squads. So let's go through, and unlike with the Masters, we'll get the pools correct 
this time as they are listed here on the standing. So let's start here with Pool A. This features Ali Flaxi, Jennifer Jones, Nina Roth, Savannah Tiranzoni, and Isabella Rana. Yeah, Sean. Okay, so as we're recording this right now, the DeKalb Super Spiel is still underway. That's uh, the big spiel from this weekend. Uh, they, Winnipeg, I believe. I think so, yeah, in Winnipeg. So uh, the reason I'm mentioning that is because we're going to talk first about Ali Flaxi. So their team is playing in the finals right now. We're really dating this podcast. They're winning 5-2 to two at the moment. So the reason that they might be able to win this event is that they'll carry momentum over from the DeKalb Super Spiel. Okay, so yeah, and it's not that far to go from <clears throat> Winnipeg over mm-hmm. to Thunder Bay. Not that long of a trip for Ali Flaxy. And yeah, if they can pull this out, 5-2 lead late in the game there. Seems likely that they could, but again, five rock rule, you never really know. Three-point lead isn't as secure as it used to be. So, okay, so some momentum there for Ali Flaxy. Obviously a good wheel week there at the... Super spiel. So next up, you got Jennifer Jones. So the reason Jennifer Jones could win this is because they're one of the best teams in the world. <laughs> uh, they, they made the playoffs there in Truro, uh, gelling a bit as a team. So that's a pretty easy one. They're great. Yes, and we, we saw in Truro, too, is they were a little off all week with the time change, in part, coming right from China. So they, they should have their legs back under them and be fully adjusted. I don't think they've played since then, so coming in fresh here to the event here in Thunder Bay. All right, now we got Nina Roth. So Nina Roth's team uh, could win if everybody else gets food poisoning. No, 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 that's that's not right. <laughs> the um, Olympians, the American Olympians. That's right, that's right. So their, their second uh, Aileen Geving is no longer with the team uh, for the rest of the season. I, I think it's because she had a baby, but I... I couldn't find any information. That's just somewhere in the back of my head. I okay. So they played their event in Truro uh, with Super Spare, whose name is uh, escaping me right now. But uh, now they're they're back together, playing their second event together. So that magic could happen, and they gel for that, and everything is great. Yeah, and you you don't want to overlook a team like this. I know we have been somewhat dismissive of Nina Roth's team's chances. And for me, that's largely influenced by the American curling people who I met at the Continental Cup last year who were not optimistic going into the event in South Korea. Uh, and this isn't fans, right? This is the actual American curling people mm-hmm. who were there <coughs> representing the curling association there on the media bench who I was interacting with. It was clear that they were way more optimistic about the men's team than the women's team. And the feeling was, don't finish last for Nina Roth. Mm-hmm. So there is a sense among American curling, and you can see it with uh, Jamie Sinclair going to the event in Omaha, mm-hmm. that the, the American Curling Association sees... Sinclair as the better team, as the the team that they really want to push for the next quadrennial. That being said, after the 2014 Olympics, they didn't want to push John Schuster, and we saw what happened there. So who knows what happens four years yeah. from now? But in the short term here, we haven't seen anything from Nina Roth that would lead us to be overly optimistic about their chance in a field like this. No, no. And uh, Natalie Nicholson has uh, stepped in at lead. She's a, a pretty experienced player. Uh, on the U.S. national scene and has been to world championships before. So they're not losing anything with her there. Becca Hamilton has moved to second 
to replace Aliens. So, you know, they've got one event under their belts with the new positions, whatever. Uh, if they can uh, catch lightning in a bottle, that's how they could win. All right, so... Moving on. Moving on. Next is up is Sylvana Tiranzoni. So Sylvana Tiranzoni can win if their team is sufficiently embarrassed by how they performed at the <laughs> Masters and want to really uh, get that bad taste out of their mouth. Yeah, I don't know, Scott, we didn't. We haven't <coughs> talked about this, but that might have been the most surprising result that we've seen all season, the Tirantoni not winning at the Masters. This team is too good to go through an event without winning. I don't care who the, the, the pool is or, or what the field is. Mm-hmm. They're good enough to beat anybody in the world. Oh, yeah. And for them to yeah. go through an event 0-4 is really surprising. It's not, you know, you miss a playoff, whatever. But to not win a game, that don't think I've seen a result this season that has surprised me more than that. Yeah, you're right. That's uh, It was pretty surprising. So if they can turn it around here, that's how they can win. So we'll see what happens there, uh, see if they can turn it around. And then finally here in Pool A, uh, Isabella Rana. Isabella Rana. They played this weekend in uh, Kempville here. They were a late invite to the festivities. And they did pretty well. They made the quarterfinals. Uh, but lost out in the quarterfinal Sunday morning. So they're going from Sunday morning here in Ottawa right to Thunder Bay, getting ready to play. I'm going to say they can win because they're the new kids on the block. They're full of energy and enthusiasm. Yep. And uh, could sneak up on some of these more experienced teams. Yeah, nobody has a scouting report on them, so that, that'll be good. The the fresh legs, young legs. And you think, you know, we've seen some surprising results where young teams come in and especially early in a week these experienced teams might be a little blasé or laissez-faire in terms of their preparation sometimes or just getting a read on the ice those Mm -hmm. sorts of things so yeah it wouldn't surprise you to look up on thursday and this team is one and one or or Mm -hmm. two and one or something and having a chance at a tie break yeah, no, absolutely. They're and they're really good too. I mean, we watched them uh, on a live stream a couple weekends ago, uh, playing out at the uh, whatever the betting website. Uh, yeah, the POF or PEF or PDF. POF dot com classic. Something. Or? No, that's a day. I think it's not a dating website. <laughs> something else. It was like it was something else. It oh was, yeah. Uh, whatever it was. Um, <laughs> POF, yeah, that's yeah, that's something else. Uh, uh, okay, okay so, so that's Pool A. Uh, so let's move on now. <laughs> pool B, uh, arguably a little more depth here, I think, in Pool B. A little more depth here in Pool B. Pool B is going to be pretty tough. So Chelsea Carey, uh, Corey Christensen, Carrie Anderson, Rachel Homan, and Jamie Sinclair form this pool. Yeah, really deep. Two American teams, three Canadian teams, pretty deep uh, pool. So we'll go. We'll start with Chelsea Carey. Uh, they had a good week in Truro. They could build on it, and the reason they could win is because it's the same team that played in Truro that is playing here in Thunder Bay. So continuity at their lead position after uh, Rochelle Brown uh, had a baby. So uh, Mazel Tov to her, and uh, they've got Heather Rogers in at uh, lead. So two spiels in a row with the same team. That's how they can win. Yeah, definitely can't hurt, especially having the, the break there to regroup a little bit. And now they know what didn't work, yep. and they can come back and resolve it. Now, here's a team that I think a lot of uh, certainly Canadian fans might not be familiar with here in Corey Christensen. Yeah, no, she uh, Corey Christensen was the alternate for Team Roth last year who went to the Olympics, and uh, Vicky Persinger, who was playing with Jamie Sinclair last year, is on 
uh, Corey Christensen's team. Uh, they were silver medalists in the 2016 World Juniors. And, uh, yeah, the reason they can win, I wrote I wrote here a C, Rana, comma, I. Right. So uh, <laughs> new kids on the block uh, could sneak up and surprise some teams. She's not going to surprise Jamie Sinclair no. in, her, in her own pool. But uh, that's, I would say, the way, the way that they could... Uh, win yeah and again you see the teams in this <coughs> pool in these type of events you know we'll get to rachel holman in a minute but we've seen her lose some games that in these type of events that you're surprised that she loses yes. chelsea carey has given up games that you're surprised at sometimes yep. and you know that's why they, to go all uh, uh chris berman that's why they play the games <laughs> and i would say that this team would be, for me, the longest shot uh, to make the playoffs of the 15. Yes, I agree. Uh, but, you know, uh, it'll be great experience. Uh, team Anderson, the reason they can win is because they're hot, 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 is what I wrote. In uh, all caps, too. In all caps. They're yeah. uh, the hottest team on tour. They did miss the playoffs at uh, Truro. Very surprising. It, it, it was surprising for everybody, I'd say. Uh, so look for them to regroup here and uh, get back to their winning ways. Yeah, and again, with Truro, they had gone from the events in Manitoba. It was in on Calgary, I think. And then, oh, yeah, and then gone all the way over yeah. to, to Truro. And that, like, for, they played Monday, then out to Truro to start the event Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And they they played a lot this fall. So They've uh, played a lot, I, Again, yeah. another team that would pro- is probably going to benefit here from the nine days or so since the last time they played. which Nine days, oh my god! I know, it doesn't feel like that long. I, maybe no. for them it was a little longer because they didn't make the playoffs, so maybe 10 or something. Man, but, I'm, going, uh, I'm going on vacation for 10 days, and I guarantee you that it won't feel like enough when I get back. Right, yeah. So. Yeah, but you're going to be doing stuff. I guess they do stuff when they're not curly, too. Well, they, they, they do live. They, they don't live. just sit around. <laughs> I'm going to be sitting around drinking beer. It won't be enough. Oh, boy. <laughs> but uh, So that's the reason for them. Rachel Homan's team... Obviously, they're one of the best teams in the world. That's why they can win. But they're they're usually pretty good when they're playing in their home province. Uh-huh. Uh, That's true. I've yeah, noticed. they do so, get an Ontario bump. So the little Ontario bump uh, might be enough to put them over the edge and maybe not make as many mistakes uh, as we saw them make there in that final. Yeah, that final, both sides wasn't <coughs> a good game. Uh, no. Really, both mistakes on both sides. But certainly, yeah, some, some struggles in that final there at yeah. the Masters. Uh, and then finally, Jamie Sinclair. Jamie Sinclair, well, uh, I'm going to invoke Northern Ontario here. Uh, I know Thunder Bay is a long way from North Bay, but uh, Jamie Sinclair was pretty good the last time she was in Northern Ontario. Yes, Northern North Bay. O- yes, North, North Bay is considered Northern Ontario. And for those of us who have had the pleasure of living there for even a short amount of time, uh, I was always confused by this because <laughs> North Bay is south of most of the country geographically, but considered Northern Ontario. Right, right. So, um, And it's a short trip from uh, Minneapolis up to... Thunder. Yeah, so a pseudo home ice advantage there uh, for Jamie Sinclair. Yes, but we'll get to home ice advantage in a little we bit. Sure will. So, so, so that I think that's probably the best pool. Honestly, I think that's the best pool, men's or women's. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right. I think pool B on the women's side is the most interesting one because, uh, as we saw with the Masters, with all those teams grouped at two and two, you mm-hmm. might get that here, where let's say everybody beats Corey <laughs> Christensen potentially and then somebody else maybe has a bad week and then everyone else sort of splits yeah, or something yeah. you could have people be two and two uh, and i think pool b is going to be a slog absolutely absolutely it'll be good a good test uh, anyway for the playoffs uh, whoever comes out of this pool yeah. I, I assume there will be three teams out of this pool there should be 
Uh, yeah, so yeah, we'll see we'll see how it goes. But we're moving on then to pool C. We have uh Tracy Flurry, yep, Krista McCarvel, Darcy Robertson, Casey Scheidegger, and Laura Walker in this pool. So uh, all names that we should be familiar with. Yes. Uh, the only all Canadian pool in the field here. <clears throat> yeah. So kind of an interesting one there. And again, teams that you don't see that power team here, I think, uh, that we've seen the other ones. Like yeah. you got Jones, like teams that have you know, won world championships. Uh, you don't have that here. So it feels a little more open maybe than the other ones. Yeah, and we don't have... Uh, Anna Hasselberg's Anna not Hasselberg. in the pool. I, wanna, I will get to that uh, yeah. in a minute. Okay. Uh, but I have a note written down about that. Yeah, so Anna Hasselberg is not in this field this week. Good work, Sean. So uh, Tracy Fleury, I, I wrote down that the reason their team could win is because the skip can draw. Yes, absolutely. Uh, you know, uh, the rest of the team sometimes uh, can play well, sometimes not. Uh, if Kate Cameron uh, is playing well, oh, she plays with Ali Flaxy. Sorry, yeah, wrong team. Um, I get them confused a little bit. Uh, but the the rest of the team, like if Selena's playing really well, uh, she can make those shots for Tracy a lot easier. Uh, I know we've seen the the front end struggle sometimes, and even when Selena struggles, it makes it harder and harder for the skip. But uh, their team is good. They could win if they give. Tracy Fleury the chance to make the shots that she can make and she can draw. Absolutely. And, and this team, too, we saw them win last year with Carrie Anderson, the yep. Tier 2 event. That's right. So familiarity with the Tour Challenge, if that means anything. But it can't hurt to have won. It can't before. hurt to have won. So, uh, no, you're right about all that. Right. So then the team that we love, uh, favorites on this show, Krista McCarvel. Yeah, Krista McCarvel... Their team is great. Uh, I, I really like them. Uh, they've got home ice advantage from Thunder Bay, so that's the reason they can win. But I also wrote here the skip is a beast. She's so good, right? She's so good. We've talked many times about how she could be the best uh, thrower in, in the country, and may she may be she might the be best the, she might be the best she could be the best player in the world. Yeah, she's like, if she if, if she went on tour. And was able to put in the time yeah. and play as much as some of these other teams. She could be like she is that good when she is on. Yeah, it's unbelievable to see what she's been able to do at some of the Scotties, the uh, Roar of the Rings last year. She was a little disappointed with how she went, but it, the previous Roars of the Rings and even last oh, year, yeah. like they struggled out of the start, and then went got hot and run through, which is what they do at these events because it takes them two or three games to yeah. figure out the ice because they just don't play on it enough. Uh, but once she gets it, it is impressive to see. Oh, big time, big time. I made the mistake of saying to her at the patch there, uh, at the Roar of the Rings, I said, oh, I'll, I'll see you there. I'll see you playing at the Scotties. And she was said, oh, you know, we'll see if we get there. I sort of took it as a given. But, of course, uh, Team Tracy Fleury came yes. came up and uh, took that spot away. So so you blew it. I really blew it. Yeah. I, I jinxed them big time. So the next team on the list, Darcy Robertson. I wrote here the skip can draw, and that's why they could win. Same yeah. as the team Flurry, but Darcy Robertson is a uh, very good at that. So. Yeah, and they had a good run at the Masters, made the playoffs <coughs> a couple weeks ago. And they, this is a team that every time you look up at one of these events, they're in the playoffs. Like yeah, when they're when they're in the field, yeah. they're in contention. So you can't really ever count out Darcy Robertson. Oh no, absolutely not. Even though you know, if you only watch the Scotties. 
uh, and world championships. Like if you're a season of champions person yeah. and you're sort of exclusive to TSN curling coverage, you don't really see her. Uh, but when she shows up at these cash fields events, these grand slams, she's in contention. So yeah, you can never really sleep there on Darcy Robertson. No. Uh, another team you can't sleep on, Sean, Casey Scheidegger. No. Casey Scheidegger, I would say, is the biggest target in this pool. They're top dog. They're heavy favorites. They're some other sort of adjective that I can't think <laughs> of right now. Uh, they're the team to beat in this draw. Uh, so they can win. They can put a lot of pressure on their pool by coming out hot to start. Uh, I think they can win just because they're great. Yeah, very good team and certainly struggled at the Masters in the playoffs with her draw weight. She had a really tough game, but hey, you know, that happens to everybody. But this is a great team, and as we said before, got to be the favorite going into the Alberta playdowns. Yeah, big time, big time. And speaking of another Alberta team then, uh, Laura Walker, their team rounds at the field, and I say they can win this event because they have the most experience. In terms of the overall roster. Yes, yes, exactly. With uh, Kathy O, uh, Laney Peters, and uh, Lori Olson-Johns uh, rounding out that team. They're very experienced. They've seen everything. Yep. They know what to expect. They're not uh, sort of, uh, they're, they're not surprised by anything. So uh, with that amount of experience and the ability of Laura Walker to throw those four stones, uh, you can't ever count them out. No, you really can't, and uh, I like the way that they've structured this team. I know the results haven't quite been there so far this year, Mm -hmm. but I really do like the way that they've structured it with giving so much experience to Laura at the back end there, and this is a team that, yeah, you might not think of them as being a threat to win some of these events at this point in the season, hey, maybe even all season, but for Laura Walker as a long-term play, This is, uh, you really can't have a better team. No, it's to, really to great, go with. really great. And I would recommend uh, you listen to the Two Girls in a Game interview they had with Laura Walker on last week's show. It was pretty uh, interesting to hear a little bit about how that team was put together and, uh, and what it's been like so far. Yeah, so you mentioned there, uh, I have one reason as to why any of these teams could win, and you mentioned it. It's because Anna Hasselberg isn't there. Yeah. Uh, Anna Hasselberg is not playing this week at the Tour Challenge. They declined the invite. Obviously, they qualified yes. based off of the uh, events and the points required to event. They just... they. Decline the invite. Well, the Europeans are coming They're up coming up. Soon. They're really close, yeah. yeah. So I think with... Because they went right home uh, after the Masters. Right. And they went back to Sweden. So I think it was just a case of don't come back. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, and get ready for those Europeans. So can't really fault them for that. No. Uh, it's a little disappointing. I think it would have been kind of fun to see if a team could run the table at the Grand Slam. So that's off the table for now. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe if you could have a situation where you just win all the Grand Slams that you play in, that would be pretty cool. But yeah, them not being there is certainly a a point against the event because without them, you're missing probably the best team in the country. Uh, And they also, of course, have the 
World Cup coming up as well. Yes. In Omaha. Yeah. So, so they'll be back for that. So, so rather the, than go back and forth and back and forth. Yeah, again, yeah. It just doesn't really make any sense. So logistically for them, I, I understand why they're not there. But yeah, certainly hurts the field overall. A little bit. But then we get uh, Isabella Rana and her team yeah. uh, repping Sweden. So that would be pretty neat if their team could come out and uh, have a good showing and maybe keep Sweden undefeated in the... Uh, grand there we go. That'd be good. Yeah. There's a story. Go all Sweden all the time. I like that. Uh-huh. All so, right. so, so let's so, yeah, uh, make let's, our picks. Yeah, let's do the picks here uh, for the women. So, again, the rules of the picks are that we pick four teams each. You get a point for the playoffs. You get a bonus point if that team wins. You did extraordinarily well after the Masters. I did. Really did well. I think you have a six-point lead or something you have a really big lead at this i think it's 15 to 9 is what i wrote down that's uh, or right. something like that so i'm very uh, good at this yeah <laughs> i won last season though uh, so let's calm down here so on the women's side as we talked about really strong uh pool b which i think is going to be a uh, a bit of a blood sport yeah it's gonna be the there. thunderdome yeah it's really gonna be a, a tough one there so what i'm going to do though is I am going to maybe shy away from that for the picks just because I don't know who's going to come out of that pool. So I'm going to go for my four playoff picks. I'm going to go with Jennifer Jones. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go with Krista McCarvel. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go with Casey Scheidegger. Mm -hmm. And on a bounce back, I'm going to go with Sylvana Tiranzoni. I don't think they can be that bad. Uh, two events in a row, so I'm going to pick them to come back. So I'm avoiding any picks from Pool B because wow. I don't know what's going to happen. Okay. And do you have a winner pick from those four? I do have a winner pick from those four. I'm going to go with Double J. Double J. To win the Tour Challenge. So that's my pick after that good week after coming back from China, having some time off, being relatively close to home. Give me yeah. Double J here. Okay, that's uh, that's pretty strong, Sean. That's pretty strong. So I'm going to echo your picks for McCarvel and Scheidegger. Okay. I'm going to take Rachel Holman uh, again. And I will also take... Um, I'm going to take Isabella Rana. I think uh, their team is quite good. They'll be able to hang with the, hang with the big uh, boys, so to speak. Yeah, and if you look at this pool, right... If they come out, beat <coughs> Ali Flaxy, beat Nina Roth, those are things that you can imagine. Yep. The ba- based on the way Sylvanas here, only played the last time. Game they could win there too. So you, never know. you know, you have three very winnable games, and yep, in any circumstance, and she might not be up to the level of Jennifer Jones right now. But again, anything can happen in one game. So not a outrageous pick there, Scott. And I'm going to take uh, Casey Scheidegger and the team from. Alberta to okay, win to get their first win in the <coughs> Grand Slam. That'd be their first one, I believe. It would. I think it would be. Yeah. So uh, I think this is the event for them. Okay. So there you go. So that's the women's side. Pretty good field there. And uh, we'll get into the tier two women after we do the men's side here for the tour challenge so let's go through here scott let's do the same thing i have the information this time i've done the research here on the men's side and let's start with pool a and team john epping all right it's the first one so the reason why john epping can win this week is that they won two weeks ago 
they won the event. Uh, the Canadian Beef Masters, they came through, had a nice week there. And you can't really say anything else. It's nope. a really good team, lots of experience. And they're obviously finding their footing. John Epping is a bit of a wild card when you look at him. They talked about it on the broadcast, sort of the artsy way that he throws. And you don't really ever know what to expect. But, again, two weeks ago they win. So I'm going to go with John Epping as uh, uh, that's why he could win. I like it, Sean. He's really good. So the next on this pool is Jason Gunlifson, a favorite of ours. Um, if you give him one, you take one. Uh, eventually, he'll win the game. <laughs> Thanks for the insight. <laughs> Great coaching right there. I, I like. I've seen him on YouTube a few times do the color commentary. Yeah, he's, he's really, really good. good. He's, he's really good. Yeah. Once he retires in like twenty years and Russ is done, yeah. that's his chair. Hopefully, I kind of like the idea of him and Mudrick uh, yeah. on the call. That would be re- that would be really really good. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So Gunner, don't make any uh, don't make any TSN events. And just go do <laughs> just go do the TV. So the reason why Jason Gunlison can win is that he'll throw it so hard that he'll break all of the other team's stones, and oh. they won't have anything to throw with. You know what? That's uh, that's really fair. He he can throw that heat. He really uh, can. Uh, so. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have a lot of faith in this team. They're 11 and 13 <coughs> on the season, getting outscored by almost eight tenths of a point on the season. So yeah. nothing here really gives a lot of faith. No, and they're in a tough pool. So let's uh, let's move on to the other teams. So next is Brad Gushu. Uh, the reason why they can win is that they're 15 and five on the season. They're really hard to beat. Yeah, <laughs> they're really really good. They're outscoring teams by almost two points a game. Wow. Uh, their hammer efficiency is 57%. Uh, their force efficiency is 53%. And they're stealing 32% of the time. Like, wow. This is almost unfair. That, that's really, really, really good. What they're doing to teams. And again, they like Jennifer Jones, they come back from China and go right into the mm-hmm. Masters and make a quarterfinal there, losing to Nicodine. And certainly there's no fault in losing to Nicodine. No, no shame in that. And uh, you're right, Sean. I think uh, I think Team Blue Pants, uh, Team Gushu there, uh, yeah, you can never count it, count them out. Yeah, so obviously great team. Uh, next up we have Ross Patterson, the young Scottish team who we've seen at uh, both Grand Slams mm-hmm. actually getting those entries in. And the reason why they can win is they have shown that they can beat the top teams because they beat Nicodine at the Elite Ten. That's right. That's so, right. it was four to one in that weird uh, mm. uh, match play system. Right, right. So they beat them four and one, or I guess it would have been four and three, or maybe four and two. But whatever it was, they won the game. They won the game. Yeah. And uh, this is a, a, a team that yeah, we don't really know much about. They haven't had great results overall at some of the events that they've been in. Like they didn't make the playoffs at the Elite Ten. They went on to lose to Carruthers Jacobs and Kevin Cooey quarterfinal there at the Masters, the but they've Masters, shown that yeah. they can play with them. <clears throat> yeah, they, they can hang with the big boys, so uh, yeah, they, they get hot, they can do it. Yeah, so we'll see what happens with them. And in this pool, as a third team, you know, two and two, uh, three and one, three and one might be tough, but two and two I don't think is out of the question for these guys. No, I'd agree. Two and two should be what they uh, shoot for. And then finally, team Rich 
Ruohan, who again we we apologize for saying his name wrong every time, or at least I do. Yeah, uh, which is why I usually call them Team Persinger. <laughs> <laughs> but the reason they can win is that they listen to this show. There you and, go. Uh, that's why they can win this event. They're yeah. picking up all the scouting reports from the uh, other teams there. Uh, yeah, from us. So their knowledge of uh, of scouting is going to be what can propel them to win. Yeah, and I just like these guys. Can I? Like, I yeah. like watching them. Yeah, they're they're super fun to watch. Uh, they make some crazy shots. They try some crazy shots and don't make them. Uh, but but so what? It, they're fun to watch. You're right. They're a yeah. fun team to watch. So going into it, I'm, I'm not overly optimistic that they're going to make some noise, but prove me wrong, guys. Prove yeah. me wrong. I mean, we saw at the um, at the first World Cup event, you know, they... They went in without any expectation and, and made some noise early in the event. Very, and faded very a bit much towards so. the end, but they can do it again. Yeah, absolutely. So those are my reasons for Pool A. So let's get into then <coughs> Pool B here. Uh, certainly a, a, a different pool here. Start with Team Reed Carruthers. The reason why Reed Carruthers' team can win, it has nothing to do with the fact that they've won an event this year. They won the uh, Stu Cells Toronto Tanker. It's got nothing to do with that. It's got nothing to do with Mike McEwen. Might be one of the best soft shot players uh, in the country right now. It's got everything to do, Scott, with Derek Zemigalski's headshot on curling zone. <laughs> uh, he has this mug shot. Like he is going to kill you if Whoa. you if you say the wrong thing to him. He is in the zone in this photo. He is uh, he is angry, and if he comes out looking like that, he is going to intimidate all the other teams, and Team Carruthers will go undefeated because nobody wants to mess with Derek Simogalski. Yeah, you might be right, Sean. You might be right, and correct me if I'm wrong. But did did he have a baby uh, recently? I don't know. To be honest, uh, what his uh, familial status is at the moment. Um, All right, I just, I'll, I just I'll know that he looks angry. He does look uh, angry. I know, like he's uh, ooh, he's really yeah, in into it there. Yes, very much into it. So uh, that's the reason why these guys can win. They, we saw these guys; they lost the tiebreaker to the one, the only, the Jamie Murphy at the Masters. Uh, uh. Lost there. Uh, and coming in here, they haven't played since then. So that's uh, my rationale. Yes, for uh, yes, he did. Just uh, he was out for the Masters, and uh, Matt Wozniak was playing in his place. Oh, of course, yes. Yeah, so uh, there you go. So maybe he's got a little bit, uh, you know, excited to get away. Maybe, <laughs> yeah. Well, now now he's got he's doing it for the kid. Maybe they should take a new photo. Now that he's got a kid, he'll be softer. He'll be oh. not as angry. But he does look uh, like he's ready to uh, take no prisoners in that yes, photo. Yes, he looks very upset. <laughs> uh, so let's move on. Next is Nicholas Adine. The reason they can win is that they're the best team in the world. Uh, they're number one in the order of merit. And, yeah. Next. That's, that's why. Uh, they've come back into form. They had a really bad start to the season yeah. at the World Cup, at the Elite Ten. They really struggled. Uh, Rasmus uh, Rana's back is better. He's no reports of him still being injured. So this team seems to be firing on all cylinders again. And number one in the order of merit with no real complaints. Yeah. Like, no, they're great. So next up is team Peter DeCruz. The reason why these guys could win, a lot of experience. We've seen them go deep in events. Uh, done well at things like the Olympics, but the reason why these guys can win, Scott, is that they 
got to this event in comfort because they have more frequent flyer miles than anybody else on tour and clearly get the upgrades all the time. So they are traveling in style. Right on. Those those first class seats all the way to Thunder Bay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but at least on the transatlantic part, I don't know. Oh, so absolutely. these guys, like, if you look at their schedule, so they started the season in Switzerland, makes sense. Yeah. They're Swiss. Then they came over. They played the two events in Oakville. Yeah. Then they went to China for the World Cup. Then they went back to Switzerland, uh, played the event in Basel, and then played the event in Champery. Yeah. Both in Switzerland. Uh, and now they're back in Canada for Thunder Bay. So these guys have been literally around, around the, the world. world so far this season so they are getting their miles in hopefully they have brand loyalty to an airline <laughs> and uh, that's working out for them yeah but we've seen this team be able to beat anybody so uh this is a tough pool yeah but would be surprised to see them in the playoffs and make a deep run they've won a grand slam before so certainly not another question uh, matt dunstone is the fourth team in this pool they are currently playing in the final of oh. the Grand Slam. Oh, do we have a we final? We have a final. We have Break, a final. Breaking news here on the podcast. Yeah, breaking news for what happened three hours ago. Uh, Matt Dunstone's team won. Okay. The DeKalb Superspiel. They beat uh, Kirk Myers. Uh, they scored their single in, in eight to win five to four. So there you go. Uh, congratulations <coughs> to them. And Does I, this change your... Uh, no, not at all. Uh, if anything, it makes me less optimistic oh. about their chances to go from winning to showing up and having to play right away that's hard to do yes, uh, yes. certainly and and I, I made the joke before we recorded that when they shook hands at the end of the game uh, especially if Kirk Myers had won this game mm-hmm. Matt Dunstone should have been like hey I'm in tier one because <laughs> uh, as we'll talk about Kirk Myers is in tier, tier two, two. Uh, at this event uh, but I guess proving why <laughs> Matt Dunstone's in tier one with that big victory uh, but no the reason that they can win is physical intimidation mm-hmm. uh, Brandon Moscowie is a huge man he's big uh, yeah. and he could just beat anybody up so Brandon Moscowie physical intimidation that's why this team could win i i don't have I, i'm not optimistic no it's uh, kind of funny like matt dunstone is not that big so yeah uh the two of them together are kind of funny uh you know like yeah. like uh how it was jc and fessy on big brother this uh, yes, the short and the tall of it the short and the tall of it that's it yeah anyway uh right on so with that let's move on to the final team in this group and that is John Schuster. Oh, one thing just quick about Matt Dunstone. I think this team will be good at the end of the quadrennial. Yeah, yeah. They're they're a work in progress. Yeah, I don't think they're they're, they're just not there yet. Uh, I think they'll they'll get there though. Uh, and eventually be a legitimate threat to win a uh, uh, I was going to say Sky. To win a Briar. To win a Briar. Yeah, you're right. They're uh, they have all the skills. They just need to put it all together. Yeah. So the final team in this group is John Schuster. The reason I think John Schuster can win this event is because of the rest of the group. Um, I think the group that he's in gives him a chance to win it. He's been back on track a little bit. Made the playoffs there in Truro. And when you look at this group, he's beaten all these teams. Yeah. Right? And recently, too. And recently, yeah. uh, So it's hard to say that he can't win, I mean, to get out of this group. No, you're right. Uh, So based off the group, got to give him a chance. I like it. All right, so let's move on now quickly to Group C. And let's start with Team Brandon Botcher. Yeah. This team 
They can win because they are 14 and 4 this season. They are outscoring Team Scott by 4.1 points per game. Uh, they're averaging 9.9 points, giving up 5.8. And the fact that they've only played 18 games, this team is fresh. Yep. They haven't played a lot. Got their legs under them. They, and when they're playing, they are crushing people. Yeah, which event did they win? The Stu Cells? No. They won the Canadins. The Canadins, right, right. Yeah, so that's the one they won going through Northern uh, Northern Ontario. Uh, Brad Jacobs in the semis, Kevin Cooey in the final. They didn't play in the Masters uh, a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and they did not play in the Elite Ten either. This is the first time we're seeing them at the Grand Slam. The last event they played was back on October 19th through the 22nd in Medicine Hat, and they lost in a quarterfinal there to Kirk Myers. Oh, okay. So they're, uh, yeah, like you say, they're relatively fresh. They're a pretty, really good team. They're a really, really good team. We saw them make uh, the semifinals of the Briar there this last year. So, yeah, right on. Yeah, uh, the finals. They, they lost the final of the Briar. Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 you're right. I, I made a mistake. Yeah, that's yeah. why we fact check on it the show. Uh, so let's go on now to a team that maybe we're not overly familiar with, unless you really are into the juniors and watch that every season. Braden Calvert and his team out of <coughs> Manitoba. This is a young team. Braden won the Canadian juniors twice, I believe. And Scott, you can correct me on that if I'm wrong, but uh, certainly a has won national championships before. Very good young player. The reason they can win this is that they won the icebreaker at the Granite in August over in Winnipeg. And yes, it's a opening spiel. It's August, and I, I said that anything in August doesn't count. But for the purposes of this, if you look at who they beat, they beat John Schuster in the final, they beat Jason Gunlison in the semifinal, they beat Matt Dunstone in the draw number five there. So why can't they go through this group and oh, why can't they make the playoffs absolutely they can and uh so so Braden calvert is a two-time junior champion and won the world juniors once uh so there that's uh, yeah so what you said right? yeah and we've t- we've talked about how hard it is to make that transition from junior yeah. to the men's game but at some point if you're going to be successful you're, you're going to be successful yeah and and their second ian mcmillan played in the tier two challenge with uh, jason gunlickson last year and won it so has some experience there uh, and the lead, Rob Gordon, won the Canadian Juniors with Matt Dunstone in uh, 2016. So a lot of experience at uh, the junior level on this team. Now it'll be about translating it uh, to the men's. Absolutely. So the next team in this group is Glenn Howard. The reason Glenn Howard can win this is that Glenn Howard has more experience than anybody. Uh, and I don't mean just individual players. I mean teams combined. Yes. Uh, he has more experience than everybody teams else. combined, yeah. So... Glenn Howard, the team this year so far is 17 and 16. Uh, And I was actually surprised they've played as many games as they had, Mm -hmm. to be honest. But when you look at this team, I I don't ever want to say that going into an event, he doesn't have a chance to make the playoffs because I don't think that's true. No. They're just, he's so good at reading ice, uh, even if every time he misses, it's a pick. Um, But he's so good at it and. He, he might not be as good with the high, hard one as he used to be, but that was never his strength. No, either. never his strength. So. It was always about the softer tap-back stuff. So if you can get him into a game, or if he can get himself into a game where it's about the angles and the subtle plays, that's where he can, I think, really be 
successful. Yeah, and and I think uh, Glenn Howard can have fun with uh, the best of them too. So yeah, uh, you know, playing with with his son. Uh, you know, they look like they're having fun out there, and when they're having fun, you know, you get on a roll, anything can happen. Yeah. And so, like, you look at sort of style of play. If you look at the Elite 10, he went 3-1 and one in the round robin at the Elite 10. And again, that's an event that is a skin, skin style, style. Per, per end, mm-hmm. and that's where he can be really successful because yeah. you're not throwing really a lot of bailout shots. Oh, for sure. So if he can get into his style of game, kind of like Glenn Howard there. Uh, the next up, we have the Brad Jacobs team, and... I'm going with them, the home ice of sorts. Quote-unquote home ice. Uh, Quote-unquote home ice. Sault Ste. Marie is not close to Thunder Bay. These are very, very far apart. But Brad Jacobs, of course, has represented Northern Ontario for Mm. the past however many years, seven, eight years. It's been a really long long time time that he has represented Northern Ontario. And the thing about him is that this team doesn't, tend to get a lot of crowd support with the exception of the 2014 War of the Rings mm-hmm. where people really seem to coalesce behind them in Winnipeg there as the excitement and the, the young team the yeah, the, that we've upstart. never really seen before. We've seen, we'd seen them in a couple briars come close but they weren't quite yeah. there and then sort of that energy really resonated with people but since then you know we had the issue where they were hitting tapping guys on the, the, the feet at the mm-hmm. next year's prior, uh, which caused some controversy there. Uh, and sort of the, they don't ever come across as having a lot of crowd support. Mm-hmm. This, I think, could be an exception. I think In you're Northern right, Ontario, yeah. I think the crowd will get behind them, something that they don't have the, the opportunity to experience a lot. And when you look at the team, whenever they've played in Sault Ste. Marie and they've had events in Sault Ste. Marie, Marie before, they've done really well. Yeah. And I think just having the crowd on their side will will really help this team. Yeah, and uh, you know what? It can't really hurt uh, because we've seen them struggle a little bit uh, this year so far. So, yeah, hopefully that crowd support will really buoy their, their chances. Hopefully, uh, for them at least, and for the crowd if they do get uh, behind them. And mm-hmm. then finally, let's go on to Team Kevin Cooey. And the reason why Team Kevin Cooey can win is redemption. He has to make up for that crushing loss <laughs> a few yeah. weeks ago. Yeah, he looked really torn up. To John Epstein. Uh, yeah, Megan tweeted to us uh, there that she didn't think he'd lose any sleep on it. And I, I, no, I think he probably forgot about it by the time he got on the plane. I tend to agree, uh, yeah. But, you know, the struggles that we saw there with the draw weight in particular, you can't imagine that that'll happen too often with Kevin Cooey. So I like the idea of. Looking at Kevin Cooey as the scrappy underdog who has to come through and uh, redeem himself. He'll get the Comeback Player of the Week award. You, s- you sound like Bill Simmons talking <laughs> about the uh, scrappy underdog Patriots, Sean. There we go, yeah. so uh, And actually, a game to watch here is uh, Draw 8 on uh, November the 8th at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. That's against Brendan Botcher. And whenever we can see these two teams match up, it'll be a lot of fun now yeah. going into the Alberta, Alberta playdowns. Play and you can throw in Carson Sturme when they're at other cash wheel events. When these three teams get together, it's going to be really fun. Yeah. Because Brendan Botcher beat Kevin Cooey at the uh, Canadiens final. Final, yeah. So those that was a great run, and, and he went through Carson Sturme there. Mm-hmm. And those three teams going into the Boston Pizza Cup, uh, those... 
round robin games will be great, and whoever gets matched up in the semi, assuming it goes to that form, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that would be a semi that's good enough to be a final. You're right. You're right. That's going to be pretty great and uh, really interesting to see. I hope that my airplane will have landed by then. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. Yeah. So let's get into the picks here. And going through, again, same thing, four teams per person, and you pick one winner out of those four. So, Scott, I'll give you the honor here to pick your teams from the men's side. Yes, I've written my teams down, Sean. I'm picking uh, Kevin Cooey, Brendan Botcher uh, to get that Alberta rivalry, uh, John Epping, and Nicholas Adine. So I'm taking all from the top half of the alphabet. And uh, that's shades of, uh, of Sean doing the alphabet yes. strategy on Survivor. Survivor 1, yeah. Uh, boy, that <laughs> getting my way back machine. There you go. Uh, and I'm going to take Brendan Botcher to win. Uh, okay. You pointed out that they're uh, really hot this, uh, this year. So give me Brendan Botcher. Okay, that's not a bad pick. And again, this that's a team that is really on the ascent over the yeah. past couple of years. So it's it's hard to argue against making that pick, uh, certainly at, at any point, really. So for me, I'm going to go a little different there. Uh, certainly, I think Brendan Botcher is going to make the playoffs, but I'm not going to have him here. Okay. I'm going to go with Nicodine. I'm going to go to Brad Gushu for the two sort of boring ones. Mm-hmm. You can also give me Kevin Cooey. I think that's a team or excuse me, a group where they have three teams coming out of there, out of that pool C. Uh, wouldn't be surprised to see Braden Calvert or Glenn Howard only have one win. Yep. And the other team have zero wins. Yep. Uh, right. We saw that with the pool that Glenn Howard was in back at the Masters. <coughs> it's not crazy. Allowing everybody else to make the playoffs. And then, despite what happened at the Masters, give me Brad Jacobs. Okay. With the home team bump. Yep. Get the like crowd it. behind him. And I am going to go, Scott, with Brad Jacobs to win. Whoa, Sean, you're giving them the uh, the hometown discount. Yeah, I, I, this team is too good to have what happened back in Truro happen again. So I, I am going to go with them, and I think that they're just too good. So uh, to have another week, and I think some situation where they could have the crowd behind them, I'm going to go there. With Brad Jacobs. Okay, I, I like it, Sean. I like uh, I like your confidence. Thank you. So, uh, so let's do a quick update here. We mentioned there uh, that Matt Dunstone won the men's final. Yes. Out there at the DeKalb Super Spiel. What has happened in the twenty minutes since we brought it up on the women's side, Scotty? Well, Sean, uh, Team Jennifer Clark Royer. I'm bad at pronunciation. Yes, you are. Uh, pronunciating, that's not even a word. No. Uh, they made a, a valiant comeback, scored three points in the sixth end to tie it at five. Ali Flaxy responded with just a single in seven. Okay. In the eighth end, however, Flaxy was able to steal one Ooh. and get the win. All right. Seven five. So, uh, yeah, they're coming now off uh, a big win at this uh, Super Spiel, and we'll be able to bring that into the event in Thunder Bay. All right, so let's uh, congratulations to them. Really quick, is there anybody in the Tier 2 event that we need to really talk about? If you look at the teams in the field, there's a lot of teams that you would expect maybe to be there. We mentioned Kirk Myers, Tanner Horgan is in this field as well, you have Tanner Lott, Willie Lyburn, Scott McDonald, who we saw here in Gatineau win yeah. the uh, the event there, Glenn Muir- Muirhead. 
is there. Uh, Charlie Thomas, Charlie who Thomas. we see all yeah. the time yeah. uh, at these sorts of events, that, that he's there. Yop Van Dorp. Uh, the, the teams that are you might not be familiar with are the Northern Ontario teams who have been invited uh, as sort of sponsors exemptions type things. The Jordan Chandler team, uh, Colin Koivula, uh, and I'm sure I pronounced that wrong. So apologies. Those are Northern Ontario teams. Mm-hmm. And that, that certainly because I pay attention to the Northern Ontario Plate Hunts every year, uh, at least indirectly, that I'm familiar with the names sure. at least. But anyone really stand out for you? The team that stands out to me, Sean, is Tanner Horgan. Uh, getting a chance to play at this Tier 2 event uh, in Northern Ontario. They're from Northern Ontario. I know, again, they're, they're different places. But uh, this is the team to watch. If I'm picking a team to win... Uh, it's him. He's got Mark Keane playing third for him. Uh, a lot of experience there. So uh, I expect this team to do really well and to get a win under their belt and be able to be invited to a future event. Yeah, so that really is sort of the, the benefit here to winning the Tier 2. Uh, well, I mean, it's always good to win sure. events that you play in. But yeah, it gets you some points and it gets you an invite to a later event on tour. I, Scott, let's just sort of as a bonus round here of, of teams and, and trying to pick who's going to win. Give me Charlie Thomas here. Great. Uh, just seen him a lot, and I think he's sort of due for a breakthrough, even though uh, he tends to struggle uh, once we get to playoff rounds when he makes it. So that's who we have on the Tier 2 on the men's side. On the women's side, similar thing, teams that you know that you've heard of. Uh, Marianne Arsenault is there with her young team, Holly Duncan, who we saw last year, of course, represent Ontario, mm-hmm. Ontario at the Scotties. You have uh, Binia Felcher playing in this, who we know, Jackie Harrison. If you're from Ontario, you certainly know her. Kelsey Rock and her team out there from Edmonton, former Canadian junior champion Kristen Streifel. From Saskatchewan, Julie Tippin, who we saw back at the Roar of the Rings last year. Uh, anyone here stand out for you? Yeah, Sean, looking, uh, looking at what's going on with this lineup here, the team that really, really stands out to me as a team that has a chance to win is Marianne Arsenault's team. They had a great week here in uh, Kempville, made the finals, uh, lost to Kerry Cooey. Uh, Carrie Galusha. Carrie Galusha. Uh, her Twitter handle is uh, yes, it is. Is got Cooey in it. Yes. That's why I'm I'm thinking it. Uh, but they had a great week. This will be sort of the second leg of their travels. Uh, I expect them to do to do pretty well. So give me Team Arsenal. Yeah. So just I, I completely agree with you. And if you'd pick somebody else, I would have picked Marianne Arsenal. Okay. But just so we don't have the same <coughs> pick, give me Julie Tippin. Julie as, Tippin. Uh, the pick there. Uh, certainly, I like that team. I liked what I saw last year at the Roar of the Ring, certainly in terms of energy and, and fan yeah, support, yeah. all that kind of stuff. So I really do like that team. And we can't forget about uh, Team Duberstein uh, from the USA, uh, Anne-Marie Duberstein. They uh, they played a, another event a while ago, and every time I see your name, I think of uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah, does she have Groats disease? <laughs> Groats <laughs> that syndrome? That we have to worry about. Yeah. Danny Duberstein. <laughs> Danny Duberstein. Uh, so it, it makes me smile every time I see their name there. So let's hope they get to uh, the end of the event and I can see that name and uh, smile. Hopefully, yes, that would be terrific. And uh, we should point out that across the 60 teams in this event, there are eight American teams. Uh, so uh, a strong Lots. American field here. Uh, so only good things there for USA Curling in terms of getting teams into this and, mm-hmm. and it can only improve the quality of play playing in these types of events so congratulations to 
USA Curling and uh, their continued growth of the game down there. Absolutely, Sean. Absolutely. Is there <laughs> anything else that we're going to talk about today? No. No. All right. Well, there you go. It's probably good because we kind of have to go. For yes, we our, do have to go. We have to go play. We're trying to stay in our uh, B level. It's our last game of the draw tonight, and we are. If we win, we might go up. If we lose, we might go down. And uh, same thing, we might stay. So yeah. a lot of permutations to go through tonight, a lot of math. But it uh, doesn't matter. It's all done on the ice. So uh, we'll head <laughs> out and play there. So enjoy the curling this week. Coverage on Sportsnet starts on Thursday. The mm-hmm. events itself starts Tuesday night. First draws are 7 o'clock Eastern time. So you can follow along Curling <clears throat> Zone will have the scores for you. Eastern Standard Time now, Sean. Yes, I enjoyed that this weekend, getting that hour back. Yeah, I enjoyed it until I was at work today, and it got dark, and I said, what the heck's going on? Yeah, but so yeah, I have to walk across the Interprovincial Bridge to go back and forth, because yes. I work on the Quebec side, and it was sort of rainy coming back, and that bridge mm. gets pretty slick, the, yeah. the boards. And in the dark, it was just harder to see where the little puddles were and the sort of the pooling was. So I almost fell a few times. Oh, you got to be careful there, Sean. We can't uh, we can't have an injury to one of the Game of Stones team members. That's true. I am I am essential. <laughs> yeah, you are <laughs> yeah. essential. Uh, so uh, so Scott, thank you very much. Always a pleasure. Do find Scott on Twitter at Scott Lakes TV. I'm at Doctor Shawnee Fever. Follow the show at Game of Stones Pod, both on Twitter and on Instagram. You can email us, Game of Stones Podcast at gmail.com. And if you have not yet, please do subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever it is you get your shows. Give us a, a like, a rating, comment, all that kind of fun stuff. And we will be back at some point. You're traveling, Scott, so we're not quite sure what your schedule will be and when we'll be back but we'll be back at some point Mm -hmm. in the future to discuss all the goings on in the world of curling and real quick thank you for dressing up for this i know the listeners truly appreciate the fact that you are in a suit right now sean it's only the best for our listeners yes this is the classiest show yeah that uh that we've ever done uh, (laughs) and thank you for wearing your hoodie and sweatpants my pleasure (laughs) yes it it reflects the way i feel at the moment uh so uh so everyone enjoy the tour challenge we'll be back with you at some point uh in the the next week or so so until then keep your brooms on the ice and don't dump that intern